loves, welcome back to the podcast. I am so, so blessed and honored to be able to give you the word that God has placed in my heart today. So I want to kind of give a recap on what we spoke last week because the purpose of this series is so that everything can kind of connect because last week we spoke on love and this week we are speaking on trust. Now it is a order behind how to grow in relationship with God. Last week we focused on the love of God and how we need to accept that love wholeheartedly if we want to pursue him with passion and obedience. We learned that if his love is our firm foundation, nothing can destroy our relationship with him. Because even if there is a lack in passion or trust, his love can and will always be what opens your eyes and helps you stand back up. Now that we know his love comes first, today we will go into diving deeper into trusting God. We are in pursuit of relationship that is by faith and not by sight. Therefore, if there is no trust, then there is no relationship. So let's dive right into prayer and we will go into the word. Father God, I thank you for giving us this word today. I thank you for just allowing us to have this opportunity to be able to receive what you have prepared for us today, God. I ask that you just open our hearts, that you allow your wisdom to soften our minds and hearts so that we may walk into this wholeheartedly ready to consume your presence and to allow who you are to reflect within our hearts, God. We thank you for being the powerful, gracious God that you are. We love you and we are ready to hear what you have to say to us, Father. And in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. All right, so our main verse today is Hebrews eleven six, and it says, It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now, before we jump into the poem, I want to explain the importance in this verse and in fact, the importance in the whole chapter of Hebrews 11. Because for me, Hebrews 11 is by far one of the most convicting chapters I have ever read when it comes to breaking my limited mentality towards faith. So please, guys, read Hebrews 11 on your own time. I recommend reading it in the New Living Translation, which is the NLT version. Because for me, this changed my whole attitude towards my desires in faith. So let's go back to the verse and I'm going to repeat it just because I want this to sink into your minds. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Now, what can we take out from this verse? 
Without trusting God, there is no way you can please Him. Anyone who really wants intimacy with Him must trust that He is real and willingly prepared to come close to you and bless you for your vulnerability. Now you may think to yourself, I do believe that God is real and I do believe that He can come close to me and bless me. But do you really believe in how real He is? One mistake that happens quite often is that since we cannot comprehend God in His fullness because He is too great to fit in our little brains, we tend to belittle how real He is, how alive He is right now, how close He is to us right now. This causes so many believers to stay in this pretty idea of relationship with God, but they never reach true closeness to God. I want you to meditate on that thought, like let it simmer throughout the podcast. Ask yourself, do I really trust in the existence of God? Because guys, trusting in his existence may sound simple, but try and take in his realness. The fact that he is somehow in heaven on his throne, but also surrounding us, but also living in us. Try and wrap your head around the fact that he is omnipresent, that he is somehow speaking through me right now, but also speaking to you. That he is so great and bigger than our own imaginations. So don't feel ashamed if you don't feel like you fully trust in him because it takes so much vulnerability and breaking of your heart to reach that point. But thankfully it is not impossible. God made it possible through our vulnerability because he knows that there is no way for you to reach a point of intimacy that you desire if you aren't trusting in his voice, trusting in the way that he loves, the way that he challenges, the way that he molds us, the way that he moves in us, or the path that he has created for us if you aren't entirely willing to accept his existence. Now, personally, the only way I could accept the greatness of God was accepting how small I really am. I had to accept my condition that without him, I am nothing. Without him, I am anger-filled, judgmental, depressed, lustfully addicted, and broken. Learning that I could not even trust myself or my own desires to take care of me opened my eyes to this pure, holy God who is honest, trustworthy, loving, outside of time, huge, and merciful, who is willing to work in me. This humbled me so quickly, and I watched as he miraculously glorified himself through me. He poured his fruit into me, and I began reflecting who he is. I'm telling you, Seeing who you were and who you are after surrendering everything to Christ is really what opens your eyes to how great he is. How incredible is it to know that your story can inspire your own faith in his existence? Now through my story, I learned that without trust, there is no movement or growth, there is no communication, there is no humility, 
which means there is no genuine relationship. Now that we know that it is impossible to please God and have relationship without faith or trusting in who he says he is, I'm going to jump into our poem for today. Just as a warning, majority of the poem is very metaphorical, so I pray that the Holy Spirit allows you to understand it in the way that it will move something in you. Amen? So let's go right into it. It is titled, Faith Arises. The wilderness removed my strength, Father. The faith I felt when you first spoke to me and brought me to these woods has become weak. I don't think that my spirit can take more of this. The air I had to breathe in those woods ruined my lungs. You said I could trust you, yet you have taken me out of one obstacle and given me an even larger one. I feel so weak, yet you're telling me I'm strong. I've been bruised, cut, and beaten physically, and I have been ridiculed, tempted, and weakened spiritually. I don't see how making me walk into my fears can make anything better. I chose to sit and stare at the waters so I could forget this stressful journey. I can only take so much. How does the God of the universe not know my limits? Then he whispered to me, I know you more than you know yourself. You have strength that can bring you through hundreds of forests. And that is because if you let me, you can regain strength through my power. The faith you let the wilderness take from you is the only reason you feel powerless. He was right as always, but it's easier said than done. Every time he calls, I listen, but when obstacles come, I fall and my faith leaves my spirit. I asked him to just walk by my side the entire way so it will be easier to keep my faith. I was reminded that this is a choice and my own free will. Which means I didn't just choose him, but he chose me. And through his word and his spirit, my heart is reset. I can gain more strength in faith than I had days before. Therefore, I will no longer fear the unknown. I don't care if I stumble upon the creatures who tried to attack me. I don't care if the sky darkens and what I walk on becomes invisible to the human eye. I don't care if I hear noise in the distance. I am tired of being attracted to what is relatable. Relatable makes me comfortable and comfort does not allow me to move. And no movement leads me to no transformation. That is why I came to you. I heard you are the God that created heaven and earth. You are the God that made the law that us sinners could not follow. You are the God that wanted us sinners to join you in your holy eternity so badly that you sent your word in flesh and let him be the only sacrifice we needed to be cleansed. You are the God that gave vision to the blind. You are the God that is attracted to the broken and paralyzed. You are the God who looked at me, looked at my sin and somehow saw potential. You are the God who constantly gave me grace while knowing I was taking advantage of it. You are the God that corrected me and disciplined me in amazing love, 
Who am I to not trust my father when he's trying to prepare me for the real wilderness that is to come? Who am I to lose faith so easily when the instructions are right in front of me? This is the start of my transformation. I grab onto your Holy Spirit with no fear and I let him guide me into the deep end. A supernatural force surrounds me. I have never felt so strong. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You are Jehovah Rophi, my healer. You are Jehovah Shalom, my peace. And you are Jehovah Shama, my abiding presence. Take me as deep as you want, Lord. Just never let me go. I reset my heart, mind, and soul. I point them to you in your holy kingdom. I waste no more time dwelling in the what if, but now I'm focused on the great I am. So that is the poem for you guys. And oh my goodness, I love this poem so much because it was written in a time that I felt so faithless and I felt so lost. And while writing it, I just felt the presence of God come over me and I felt this passion to just run to him without a care of what I don't know. So I do want to dissect the meanings and lessons from this poem. Starting with what did the wilderness represent? For me, the wilderness represented all of my trials. If you heard in the beginning, I said, that the woods ruined my lungs, meaning that my atmosphere ruined my interior or who I was inside because I allowed it due to my faithlessness. So it was me blaming God at first, saying that, oh my goodness, you put me through this obstacle that is changing who I am inside, but not in a good way. And I blamed that on God when in reality, it was due to the fact that I was not just faithless, but I was also depending on my own strength. So when I came out of the obstacle, I did not feel God glorify himself through it because I wasn't even allowing him to glorify himself through it. I was just anger filled and faithless because I did not understand the way that God worked because I walked into relationship only hearing that God loved me, but I never really took the time to understand the sacrifice that it takes to be a disciple of God. Which, if you want to learn more about learning how God really loves and how he really pushes us, but in the best way possible, you can go ahead and listen to the last podcast. That is not to advertise myself, but it is to put out there that this is going in a beautiful order, that you need to know his love first, because if not, you're going to confuse these obstacles and then turn it on God. That's what I did. I turned it to the fault of God. And I said, God, this is your fault. You're making me tired. You're grabbing onto the part of me that is most exhausted and you're pushing me too far. But it was really because I wasn't depending on him. I was depending on me. Now, I want us to look at this next sentence. It was said a little bit later in the poem, but I love it because it really does expose a really great mistake that us as believers make. So I said, 
I chose to sit and stare at the waters so I could forget this stressful journey. If you did not already notice, the imagery in the poem is supposed to represent me walking out of the woods and finding a beach. God was telling me, go deeper and run into the unknown of the ocean. I decided to sit on the shore and look at the ocean with anxiety rather than run without questioning it. Now maybe this is where you are right now. Maybe you feel so overwhelmed with battles against yourself, battles within your family and your friends or anything that you feel like is surrounding you and you feel faithless. But God is telling you, run into what's next and trust me. Although you feel exhausted, drained, overwhelmed, or just done with life, run into what he is calling you to do. Because at the end of the day, he knows you more than you know yourself. You have strength that can bring you through hundreds of battles. And that is because if you let him, you can regain strength through his power. The faith you let your first battle take from you is the only reason you feel powerless. Trusting in him means losing dependency for yourself. So many people misunderstand how God works. He does not help you regain your own strength. He pours his strength into you, but he can only do that if you trust in him and that he is greater than you. Do you guys see how everything ties together? How we have to trust in how great he is in order to be able to trust him within our journey? So let's move on to the next sentence that says, I asked him to walk by my side the entire way so it would be easier to keep my faith. I added this because this is something that happens so often. We ask God to do everything for us. We forget that this is a relationship. This is your choice. So you must fight for it even though it will not be easy. We cannot sit here and ask God to make the path easier because relationship is sacrifice. But thankfully, he loved us first. And since we now know that his love is our firm foundation, depending on him becomes easier to pursue. Amen? All right, so after this, I said, I can gain more strength in faith than I had days before. Therefore, I will no longer fear the unknown. Why is this part so important? Recognize the power in God's voice. Simply listening to the voice of God through prayer, his word, worship, can lift something in you that will remind you why you need to get back up and trust in your father. Guys, I literally went from being completely torn to hearing his words and wanting to get back up because he is that powerful. So do not underestimate what his words can do for you in your circumstance. You just have to trust in his power and his greatness. Lastly, my favorite part of this entire poem, it says, 
I reset my heart, mind, and soul. I point them to you in your holy kingdom. I waste no more time dwelling in the what if. Now I'm focused on the great I am. I love, 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 love this line so much because it reveals my heart condition at the time of writing this. It's basically saying, I am done dwelling in my own anxieties, my self-dependency, my troubles, and my deficits because now I'm focused on the one who says he is greater than me, which means he is not just greater, but he is also stronger than me. And he is everything I desire, need, seek, and center around my heart. Do you guys see why it is so important to accept the existence of God? He is literally the great I am. So do not belittle those three words. He is real. He is the one and only true God who says he is the God who is above you, but he is also the God who is your strength, your comfort, your first love, your living water, your judge, your defender, your way, your rock, your shelter, your peace, your hope, and your everything. This is the God who wants relationship with you, but you must trust in him and his sincerity. Now let's go back into the word. In Hebrews 11, the whole chapter explains all of these examples of faith. People like Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Moses, the whole chapter explains the faith that these men held within their actions. Something that touched my heart so much, and I have never forgotten about this verse, is verse 13. It says, all of these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and they welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Why is this verse so incredible? Because this is how we need to live. So many believers live for God according to what he does for them. And that is so selfish. Let me tell you that that is an exchange. That is not a relationship. Like that type of mentality does not require faith because you're just waiting for the proof and then you'll give your heart. But real faith is believing in him no matter the circumstance. We need to live humbly trusting in God that he is above us instead of having this list of expectations for God on what we want him to do for us. Personally, I used to ask God all the time, please do not allow the rapture to happen before I get the chance to get married. I know people laugh about this, but so many believers are becoming too comfortable in this world that in their minds, eternity with God is their last desire. You must carry the mindset that this verse speaks on. Agree that you are a foreigner here on earth. This is not your home. Trust me that now I want God to show up when he wants to show up. But in the meantime, 
I will preach as much as I can, and if he allows it, I'll get married in the future. But it is not my desire right now, because his desires become our desires when we put our trust in him. And the only way we will trust him is if we open our hearts to how real he actually is. Before we can accept how real he is, we need to accept his love. God is so good for allowing the series to already flow. So please apply last week's message to this one. You cannot trust if love does not come first. We need to be intentional with our relationship with God. We cannot just expect things to be how we want it to be. Like if you want intimacy with God, you cannot just say, God, I want to be intimate with you. But then you do nothing to go deeper into getting to know him, falling in love with him, trusting him. Things have order. Everything has a process. And guys, I'm so proud of you if you guys are still listening or reading because this will be on the blog and wanting more of God and being so intentional because this is intention. Seeking him as much as you can, desiring to know more about him and actually chasing it, chasing his word, getting to know him through prayer, that is intention. So I really pray that you guys just find the intimacy that you desire with God and that your intention be blessed by God because it is filled of sincerity and vulnerability. Because as our main verse says, anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. The highlight is on those who sincerely seek him. Seek him wholeheartedly. If you feel like you have trust issues, there are so many people who feel like they can't trust God because they've lacked trust in people, which you may think, well, where is the comparison? Because God is God and people are people. But still, people break our hearts and then we walk into this relationship where we don't even see God, but we have opportunity to get to know him. So the only way we can trust him is if we run to him. So be intentional. And if there are things in you holding you back, intentionally give them to God. Let me tell you, people complicate the whole thing of, God, I give my heart to you. Literally, there have been times in prayer that I'm just speaking to God and I'm like, God, I give my whole heart to you. And I know it's his presence because then I'll start just pouring everything that is in me and I'll feel this desire of God just consume everything that I am. His word and our words, this communication, the dialogue is what makes growth happen. So be intentional in how you speak to God. Be intentional in how you open your heart to God. 
Just be intentional in your relationship with God and expect growth. Have faith that more will happen in relationship with God. Amen? So let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for speaking through me because I know that you are here with me and that you are there with those that are listening, Father. I thank you for being a God who is dependable, for being a God who I can give my whole heart to and trust that you are there to mold it into something that reflects who you are, Father God. I know that we are here listening to your word because we desire more of you, Father. So I ask that everyone who is listening be able to receive your presence, be able to get to know who you are, and that they lose that trust that is put in themselves and they cast that all to you, Father God. We are learning to put more of our trust in you. So we ask that you just be with us and that you strengthen us that you guide us and that as we open our hearts that you willingly enter into it and that you move something in us that allows us to trust in everything that you've said that you are and that we're able to not just accept your love but allow that love to move us into trusting in you God. I ask that as we begin to go deeper into relationship with you, that you show your glory within us, Father God. That everyone who is listening get out of their comfort zone and that they're able to seek everything that you are and then allow you to reflect who you are through them, Father God. Because you are our light, you are everything that we need. So God, thank you for so willingly giving us this opportunity to know who you are and to reflect who you are because it is an honor and a privilege, Father. Thank you. And in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Guys, I thank you so much for listening and I pray that this reaches out to your hearts. I pray that you're able to open your heart to trusting in your God because he is not just God, but he is your father. He is your best friend. He is the one you can depend on. So I pray that you're able to depend on him because he is worth it. He is worth every ounce of fight in us. He is worth every sacrifice that we have to put aside our own desires. He is worth it. He's just 100% worth it. And I pray that you all encounter him and that you're able to feel his presence, that you're able to recognize his voice because he is that powerful. And I know that he is more than capable of reaching out to you. So I love you guys and I know he loves you so much more. And I pray that you guys receive something from this. And next week we will be getting into deeper in passion. So guys, be prepared to tune into next Friday where we will learn about going deeper into our passion for God. So I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day or your night and be blessed. <laughs>